Welcome to the One Right Church podcast, where we will discuss what it's like to believe that you attend the only right church. My name is Mark Shaw, and I spent the first 45 years of my life in the Followers of Christ Church in Oregon City, believing I was in the One Right Church. Our hope is that by simply sharing our story, that we would urge people to look to the Bible for answers instead of their religious traditions. We want to encourage people to trust in Jesus for their salvation and not in attending the One Right Church. Let's get started. Well, hey, Scott. Hey, Mark. Hey, I wanted to talk today about some new Christian terminology that I've learned. Really? Yeah. I've, okay. I keep hearing these terms that I've never heard before, but um, one, the first one I remember was... Uh, a devotional. You need to prepare a devotional. And okay. I just said, okay. And then you later said, said okay. yeah. And then later said, what's a devotional? <laughs> you know? So, um, after or before you gave one, right? No, before I gave oh, one. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't want the other guys that were there to know that I didn't know what that was. Gotcha. So, well, that happens yeah. everywhere. I mean, you helped yeah. me with my plumbing and talked about a shark bite. Right. And I thought, oh dear, Mark's got a shark bite. He said he had several. Yeah. You had several and you needed him to fix my thing. So there you go. Yeah. You, you do use different terminologies in all kinds of different things. So learn something new is good. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the one that I heard recently was uh, a crisis of faith. Someone had had a crisis of faith and I had to ask, I mean, I kind of get it from the context, but... Mm -hmm. When they explained that to me, I realized that I, I kind of had one of those as a kid. Well, first of all, what does it mean? Well, like it, well yeah, that's a good point. Right. Uh, crisis of faith is when people start to doubt what they have believed. They start to have questions about either Christianity or their faith in God or um, traditions that they've believed. It's whatever has been held dear to you when you— Begin to doubt that. When you begin to doubt that. It's that's a crisis the, of faith. That was the context. And you've here. had one of those. I had one of those as a kid. Okay. Yeah. Do we need and to, like, ask, you know, suggest to parents that they turn this off if, or, or listen later when your kids aren't around? I think we probably should, yeah. Well, not that we're becoming fair. an explicit podcast with this, but uh, it probably would be, if you're worried about this with your kids, right. then you probably should listen later. We're going to be talking about someone who lives at the North Pole. By so. kids. <laughs> so, um, yes, your crisis of faith. Yeah. I, you know, I really feel silly even saying this, but I've, I've said a lot of things that I've had wrong my, in my life. So this okay. is just another one, but, um, I, I really think that I got an idea of what faith was by what I was told to believe about Santa Claus as a kid, um, if you, if you think about it, he was um, he was able to be he was magical. He could deliver gifts to every kid in the whole world in one night. So pretty powerful. That's kind of magical. Yes, it leans toward the can be everywhere at once kind of a thing. Um, he sees you when you're sleeping, and knows what your knows if you've been naughty or nice. The, these are all things that seem to fit with Santa Claus and with what I was told about God as well. Okay. So so is your crisis of faith about Santa or about God? Well, it. 
I, I really had some doubt when I found out, because the, the other thing, so one, one more thing, what I was told about Santa was that what, what I would get from him was dependent on my believing in him. If you don't believe in him, you will not get presents on Christmas, was oh, really? what I was told. Yeah, okay. yeah that, was, that was a thing at my house. I think it's because I was the oldest, and it was up to me to keep the secret for, you know, longer than okay. uh, some have to. But, <laughs> uh, but so when, when I heard all these things, and then it, I don't know how old I was, but when I did realize that Santa didn't exist, and I had heard all the same things about God that I had heard about Santa, I... I started getting this idea that Santa Claus was something that parents came up with to try and get kids used to believing in something that they couldn't see or something like that. So I thought it was, I thought this was a, a ploy or a plan that parents came up with to get their kids to believe in something. Well, is it that or it's a plan that parents use to get their kids to be good? See, I think there's, there's, it, you know, that's some of it too, which would account for the same crisis of faith, really. Right. You know, was God just something that parents invented to get kids to be good? Right. Right. Boy, when you say it that way, it sounds awful. And then, yeah, and then, and then I think, I think just the connection to Christmas. I think I put something to that. I thought it was connected somehow. I think in my head as a kid, and and I really did. I really did have a lot of questions and nobody that I could really ask them to when I was a kid, when I found out, well, this person you were told that he knows if you've been, if you're being good or bad, mm-hmm. he can see you all the time and he will give you good things if you're good. And then all of a sudden, no, that was, that was, none of that was real, that he doesn't exist. And it was, that was a crisis of faith for me as a kid. For, I mean, so, so it made you immediately then doubt God? It or, did. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it So did. it wasn't just that, you know, you figured it out and you had a crisis that in, in faith you began to doubt Santa. Right. It was that your, your doubting of Santa or your, your knowledge that it wasn't true then translated to your, you know, a crisis of faith in God. Right. Because he sounded right. a lot the same. Yeah, he sounded a lot the same to me at that age and... I, I just think it, it was, I was being told by the same people too. It was That's the other thing, yeah. Yeah. And so it was people that I trusted that had told me about Santa Claus. And then they were the same people telling me about God. And now they said, So no maybe more we Santa should bring Claus. the kids back and talk to the kids <laughs> about this so that the parents don't maybe make that same mistake. Well, it, or maybe I'm the only kid that ever went through that. I don't know. I've never talked to anybody else really about making a correlation between Santa Claus and God. But there were some, yeah. You know, uh, I can see your similarities <laughs> the way you described it. Though. Yeah. Yes. So it's um, it's kind of added to the problem that when I did ask questions trying to uh, about God, about religion, about our church. Um, I was met with, uh, you just need to have more faith. Faith and logic do not mix. I was told that. And, and that you, 
it really it really still felt like the Santa Claus conversation. You just need to believe in him in order for him to be real. Like I I got the idea that Say that again. That was a really yeah, good sentence. That that it it mattered that I had to believe in God in order for him to be real. And, and that's what I was mm. I should say that about Santa. I was told that I had to believe in Santa Claus for him to be real. And and so I made that connection. Uh, with God as well, that it that I just had to muster up enough faith to make God real. In all fairness, I mean, I think there's probably people who would approach it that way, yeah. where God isn't real, and so he is my own creation, and that would be a big problem. Yeah. Okay, I mean, for the record, yeah, that's not what, you know, we believe, that's not what Christianity believes. Right. It's not what historic... Christendom has ever believed. Right. Um, right. Well, and I think it's, I think it would just be good to just talk about what faith is or maybe what faith isn't, because I had a lot of wrong ideas about just what faith was um, most of my life. Um, okay. I, I believed that, for, for example, I believed that I had to have enough faith before God could do something for me, that it depended on the amount of faith that I had, and and then God could respond, like it was a fuel almost for, for him to be able to do something for me. Hmm. <laughs> you don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, it's a. am just trying to think it's... Uh, I've seen some movies where <laughs> I think some of your thoughts fuel aliens or some. I mean, it just—I don't it, even really know. Right? I don't know what to say to it. So. Well, it's so where some of that stuff came from was when. So a lot of it goes back to not seeking medical care, right? So a lot of this would be we'd be talking about around healing. So if someone was sick, and we're praying for them, and then they don't get better, they're not healed. Then, then there was discussion, or, or worse, if you decide to go seek help from a doctor, that was talked about as a lack of faith, that it was you didn't have enough faith, so God didn't heal that person. So it was dependent on you mm-hmm. and your faith whether God could heal or not. Okay. And so that's... Um you're saying that's not the way it is. Well, no, I don't think that's the way it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. um, so how, I mean, how would you go about um, saying it's something else or different from that? Right. Well, I, for me, uh, faith, true faith came to me not as just simply believing that God exists, but knowing him, knowing uh, God through Jesus. He, he reveals himself to us through his word and through his son. And it's knowing him. It's about, what, it's about who your faith is in. It's not about how much you have. So I, I think that is the first thing you, you know, people are going to have to decide. Mm-hmm. Um, objectively, is God real or not real? Not, do I feel he's real? Do I trust that he's real? Right. Is he or not? Is, you know, is he or is he not? And 
you know, how are you going to know that? You're going to know that because he reveals himself. Yeah. And this is what you said. He reveals himself, we're told in, again in the scripture, through mm-hmm. creation yep. and through um, his word and then through his son. Yeah. And so there are three main, you might say, avenues by which God reveals himself. And so mm-hmm. if, you know, uh, Romans chapter 1, verse uh, 18 says that the um, in creation we recognize that, you know, God exists and that he will judge. And so we're like alerted to that. Uh, Psalm 19 talks about mm-hmm. how the heavens declare the glory of God. So there is a revelation that happens in creation, right. which is enough to hold everyone accountable. And it reveals to us that this world did not make itself. The, and that's some right. of it. You've got to go kind of all the way back there. Did it make itself? And um, the our understanding of it, the Bible's understanding of it, uh, is that no, God made it, and uh, he made it in order that it w- he might reveal himself to us. Right. That is not enough. Then the second revelation is, of course, revelation in his word, that throughout the Bible we get to know his character, we get to know his plan, we get to know the way he's redeeming the world and how he will rebuild the world and the whole story of the gospel is made clear in the scripture. Mm-hmm. And so then you see when what why I'm going with revelation here for a minute, and then let's let's just talk about Jesus, because Jesus is the center of his revelation. Right. In the story that he's writing. And um basically you're going to have to either um accept how he reveals himself to you. Like he, you know, he looks this way and I deny it or I accept it. That's right. what it means to be something is revealed. It's shown to you. It's shown to you in a certain way and you either accept it or you don't. Right. Like it's either that's the way it is or that's not the way it is. And so you respond to this revelation and ultimately that's where faith starts is you've got to have this revelation and then respond to it. Right. And all of that is objective, which you don't get with Santa. Right. How come I never see him climb down the chimney, right? Or how come I never see him, you know, any of those things? Right. Well, there are reasons. But um, God has told us about himself, and we have to decide, am I going to accept what he says about himself or not? Right. So that that's, I think, some of the distinction that you're after. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. And and that that was pretty short-lived for me, that time of questioning, like, whether God exists or not, that I would when say that almost was, everything's short lived. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty short lived. I had, I moved on, but um, but you know we read in James mm-hmm. uh, that just believing in the existence of God is is not really that's not saving faith. I mean, James says in chapter two, is it verse nine? I think says that uh, nineteen. I'm sorry, it's chapter mm-hmm. two, verse nineteen that. If you believe that God is one, you do well. But even the devil believes and trembles. Mm-hmm. So every every demon that Jesus encountered through the Bible knew exactly who he was. They, they called him by name. Yeah, yeah, knew right. him. But but they weren't saved. They didn't have a saving faith. Mm-hmm. It, it's so there's there's just it's not. I just think that's important to say that it's it takes more than just believing that God exists. 
Well, okay. So again, some of it is we've got to really kind of get clear on Mm -hmm. what are we talking about when we're talking about belief? Yes. I mean, when I said response to revelation, I have to respond. See, and I think the demons are responding, Mm -hmm. right? They're believing that God is one. So they have had revelation. They get it. Yeah. But they get it differently than, you know, you might get it if you were going to believe in order to be saved. Right. Um, and so do you have any thoughts about what, you know, how that's different, the demon's belief from the belief that I need? Yeah, I, I, I have some thoughts. You might, you might want to straighten them out, but I, I do have some thoughts. Okay. I, I think that, I think for me that it's more about who your faith is in rather than how much faith you have, meaning it's about being in a relationship with Jesus. It's trusting that he, that God is who he says he is, that he um, is like he says he is, and he sent his son out of his love for us. And the Bible tells us that Jesus is like a complete representation of God mm-hmm. in the flesh. And so Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Uh, to his disciples, it's it's trusting him, not that he exists. It's trusting him with your life, with your salvation, with everything. Uh, it's it's complete surrender to the will of God as we were shown in Jesus. Okay. So I don't know if that's <laughs> well. I, I think you kind of got at the difference right there at the very end. Mm-hmm. to this complete surrender, because there are a lot of words that we use. We use faith, we use belief, we use trust. Yeah. All of these have to do with, you know, faith, you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of those, really, you could get to and say, well, the demons um, believe. I, You know, they at least acknowledge. See, and I think one of the things that we have to say is um, belief is more than assent to facts, Okay, mm-hmm. so I uh, I believe in George Washington, all right? Right. Which means I think he was a historical figure. I think he lived. I mm-hmm. think he was our first president, and I think that it was as I have been told, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, I think, the way that the demons believe in Jesus is that they've got all that. But I, um, I do not believe George Washington is alive. I do not believe that um, he has done something for me that makes a difference right now. I mean, it made a difference a long time ago, right? When right. we were liberated from um, Great Britain. But um, it's not the same. In other words, I don't think that his... Um, I, I just have him placed in history without anything from him transferring to me. Right. Or me needing anything from him. And now what I've got... And so that's the way the demons are with with Jesus, I think. But when you talk about faith <clears throat> or trusting, see, it's different to say I I believe you, like you are a person across yeah. the table from me. I believe that. Yeah, That's different than me trusting you to, because once I start t- talking about trusting you, I start talking about you've told me something. You'll, you know, you'll right. be here at 430. You'll told me you're going to do this or that, or be somewhere, you've made a promise to me 
that somehow then when I say responding to revelation or responding to something, I have to respond to that. Either I say yes and I'm there too, or I say, I don't, Mark, Mark's not going to show up. You know, right. Mark, I, I don't believe Mark. And right. what, what I'm believing there is not that I don't believe you exist. It's not that I don't think you're somehow a real thing. It's just that what you've told me, I don't think is going to be good. Yeah. And I think that's some of the difference. The demons believe in God. I don't think they're going to say, you know, God is good on his word and I want that. Right. And, you know, right. ultimately you got around using the word su- su- um, surrender yeah. or submission, I think, to, to say that real belief is uh, submission or surrender is to say the Bible reveals Jesus to be king. Right. Am I going to submit to Jesus as king? And there is no demon that wants to do that. Right. And so there is a difference in their belief. They know about the existence. They assent to the facts, but they do not submit and surrender, like you said. And I think that is the difference. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it struck me just in a conversation I was having this week. It it struck me talking about uh, the question came up. What what was so bad about Adam and Eve taking the bite of the wrong fruit in the garden? And and we. We got to talking about, basically it boils down to, they determined that God was not trustworthy. They, they wanted to do it a different way. They, they believed the serpent who convinced them that God was not worth trusting. And I think we can do that same thing today with, with Jesus, with, uh, with God's grace, with, with all these things. We can say, no, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to find another way. I'm going to do it my way. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, tradition, whatever it is, instead of submitting by faith to what God, like you said, God's promises and what he says. Yeah, disbelief is easy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, all I have to do is just say, you know, that's not true. I will will find another thing, another way. And that's what they did, no question. Yeah. and so, yeah, I think it's really, so that's what's important about faith is that it is, it's not just intellectual, but it's also volitional. In other words, I need my will to submit to the will of uh, Jesus as he's revealed in the scripture. So, yes, yeah. I have the knowledge, I need to know something, but I also need underneath that to come in with, you know, a heart that is, you know, ready to... Uh, change or surrender. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something that, that struck another thought that uh, that we do need to know something. I, I'm thinking of conversations that I've had uh, where someone is putting their trust right now in a in another way, in an alternative way, and not not believing that what Jesus did on the cross alone is enough for them. They, they think it can't be that easy. There's got to be more to it than that. And it leaves them in this place where they make the statement, I'm just going to do the best that I can and hope that God has mercy on me in the end. Mm-hmm. So they would argue saying that, that that is faith, that they're trusting in a merciful God. But we're, you're missing the, the knowledge part that God has revealed to us in his word through 
the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Right, and if you're not responding to the revelation that God has given us in his word and through his son, then you are making up what you think God will do. Right. And making something up isn't faith. Right. You know, but, and that's very common. I've done so many funerals where people make stuff up and they're thinking that someone's floating around there, they're all happy, right. they, maybe they've got a harp, maybe they're hoping we'll go out and party. But all of those things are, that they're, you know, let's say, trusting in right. are things they're making up. Right. And, and that brings you, that almost takes us back to the, the, the Santa Claus idea where you have to, if you just believe in that hard enough, mm-hmm. then it will happen. And, and I, I, just, I just think that it takes, uh, it takes both the knowledge and the willingness to submit to that, that truth. And, and that makes it almost sound difficult. You, you are doing that. You're submitting to that truth, but it's such, a, it's such an amazing thing to do, to mm-hmm. submit to that truth and accept that freedom, that peace with God, the, all the, the great things that we get in addition to eternal life. Um, it's, it's not just that we get to go to heaven. We have that, we have that freedom now and that reconciliation and peace with God now. And so I, I just I just would encourage people to to when they think about faith to think about I, I think about it more in the way of trusting in, in trusting in Jesus. That I think is where saving faith comes is trusting in Jesus and the work that he has done. Well and, and again it has to go back to something that is, you know out there objectively mm-hmm. there, objectively true. It's not something you make up like Santa Claus or this, yeah. but it's objectively true. And so when you're saying trusting, you're trusting that what God has told you in the Bible is true. You're trusting yeah. that uh, that Jesus was objectively crucified and the grave is objectively empty. Right. And th- that's important. And um, I, I'm sure there are demons who believe that much and tremble. Yeah. But then you also have to believe that what God what God did for you through Christ's death and His resurrection is what God says He will do. In other words, I'm really trusting Him to keep His end of the bargain mm-hmm. rather than me keep my end of the bargain. Which is, I think, where you yeah. were going with this a moment ago. Is that faith is not about me keeping my end of the bargain and doing what I'm supposed to do. It's really about me just, I don't know, taking a deep breath, resting in the reality that God will do what God has said he would do. Yeah. And if I can't get there, number one, if I don't know what God said he'd do, I can't believe it. Number two, if I can't submit my will to say, I'm going to trust him, not me. Yeah. I don't really, I, I'm, I can't really believe. So, yeah. You know. And if your trust is in something other than that, it really doesn't matter if you have a lack of faith or if you have all of the faith in the world, if it's not placed in the right thing. It, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's just, in vain. Right. So It's just a dream. Yeah. Well, uh, for the hymn today, I, uh, we used to sing a song called Only Trust Him. And the, it just goes like this. Come every soul by sin oppressed, there's mercy with the Lord. And he will surely give you rest by trusting in his word. Only trust him, 
Only trust him. Only trust him now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you now. And the second verse, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, For Jesus shed his precious blood, rich blessings to bestow. Plunge now into the crimson flood that washes white as snow. So that that plunging now, that's the submitting that we're talking about. That's just the trusting, believing what that's going to do for you. Believing the blood of Jesus will cleanse you from sin, yes. Yeah. Verse 3 says, Yes, Jesus is the truth, the way that leads you into rest. Believe in him without delay, and you are fully blessed. Come then and join this holy band, and on to glory go, to dwell in that celestial land where joy's immortal flow. So I I mean, I, I don't know how to say it any better than that. Uh, that just um, don't, don't think about trying to come up with more faith. Um, read your Bible, see what God says, see what his promises are, and put your trust in him. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a good word. Just the one, one other thing, you, you said don't try and come up with more faith. Yeah. Again, yeah. because it isn't about the amount. Yeah. It's really is the person you're trusting in trustworthy. Right. And so ultimately faith rests in the trustworthiness yeah. of the one who promised it and the one who died on the cross and rose again. And if he's trustworthy, then you, like you said, submit to him and surrender your life to him. And, and that is, you know, it isn't the amount of that. It's either you do it or you don't do it. And yeah. that's what faith rests in. So, yeah, I think you're right. And I, that's great advice not to try and conjure up more faith. Yeah. That The whole more faith idea is not helpful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Scott. Yeah, thank you. Well, hopefully this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onerightchurch.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.